I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to another <laughs> episode of Babe with Lara and Friends. But I'm here with a friend that you guys all a know. Fairly regular friend <laughs> at this point. A friend who's really picked up the slack. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ed Drosty. I'm here to just take up, pick up where things were left off. Yes. I thought it was a three episode arc. But no. Turns out it's, it's more. It's going to be more. She said five now, but I have a feeling it could go into six, seven, eight. No, I don't uh, think so. Uh, we'll see. Well, you're going out of town. I'm always back. You're not back for like three months. Three weeks. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we I have will. another. I have another guest lined up. Hmm. So we'll let the readers decide. I'm in another friend. We'll do a poll. You can conduct any polls that you want to conduct. They shan't be affecting how I choose <laughs> the guests. But have fun. Do some research. You're a troll. <laughs> <laughs> Can't resist a troll. Come on. Well, who can resist a troll? You can't. What do you mean? You can't resist trolling. Oh, I love a troll. That's exactly the point. We, without trolling, what is there? Let's be real. There's nothing. Everyone, like, people who go their entire lives without being trolled don't know what life really is because trolls make you the person you are today. Also, all of my closest friends troll me the hardest. Yeah. That's how I know that a friend is, like, a good friend if we can troll each other. <laughs> If they're if you can't troll a friend, then you have to immediately start reassessing your journey with them. They might just be a once every three months brunch person where you talk about like their like baby's feeding schedule or something. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first? Because like that's a really interesting subject. Because I remember growing up, and I feel the same way that you do. Like I love a troll to my friends, and I love being trolled by friends, and. When I was growing up, my first experience of being trolled was by my dad, who would troll me all the time from like a very young age. And I hated it, but then learned to love it. And then now that's how I like, that's kind of how he showed affection to me. And now that's how I feel like I express my affection and love for my most important and dearest friends. So like, when was your first troll? Well, I feel like I was trolled really early on, but I did not appreciate it at an early age. No, children don't love being I did not like it. My probably most bullied years were like kindergarten, which I had to do twice, by the way, not because I'm dumb. I'm on the cusp of that like age thing. Okay. And and I only had like one best friend and then they trolled me by keeping me back. I mean, like you can never be in that class with that person again. Because you're too attached to him, which That's I was, thought was so rude. And I was like, in retrospect, I was like, thanks. And I wasn't popular. So kindergarten to third grade, which was actually four years because I did two years kindergarten. People were horrible to me at my small little school. 
I used to hide inside trying to not go to recess because I just couldn't deal with people like teasing me. And then literally the teacher, I remember this so clearly, I was hiding behind a door, second year of kindergarten, Mm -hmm. (laughs) being like, oh, please, I just want to stay inside. Like, I can't go outside. Like, because it's like, what would people do at recess? So this is less of like a see, troll and just more of like a bully saga, but I'm here but for But trolling it. and bullying can skirt They're a line. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've had friendships that started off where someone's like, you're bullying me. And I was like, I'm trolling. And then it's like, with time, like we're like, lol, it was all just fun. <laughs> like Nolan. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we, we love to reminisce on that. But I mean, they would call me like, this was more of a bully. They would call me like Ed Weirdo. And like all this stuff. And then I, my only friends were like these two nerdy girls. And even they eventually were like, it's girls only time now. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> and I was hiding. And my teacher, so rude, pulled me by the feet, dragged me out. Was <laughs> like, like on your back? Yeah. And I was like, please, no. And then she was like, you're going to the principal. And I was like, no, in kindergarten. <laughs> and, then, and then I begged to not go to the kindergarten. But that was the only time I almost went to the kindergarten was when she was like, you need to go outside and play with everyone and get bullied. And I was just like, great. So I just went outside and people were like, you suck. Whoa. But here's where this all turned around. And I feel like this is how I learned to troll. Okay. This is, I'm bringing it back. Yeah, I just okay, need to give a small backstory. So kindergarten, you're like five years old. Yeah. You're like six. Well, five and six was two kindergartens. <laughs> Thanks. So. <laughs> and then first and second were also just like equally just sort of like alienating and alone. And like, I also had this weird thing that then where I refused to wear anything that revealed any skin. Okay. I don't know why. I, I think I was just like really ashamed and scared of like everything. So I always would wear like a button. Everything was buttoned long up to the top. And long sleeves long pants. No matter how hot it was. The opposite of me today. Interesting. Because I'm just like a perma flip-flop shorts t-shirt kind of guy. But anyways, at the end of second grade, there was an ice skating party. And uh, it was, everyone was invited because they had to because it's that, that vibe because it's a small school. So mm-hmm. I was invited. Yeah. But I was just like the little fag that I was, was of course wearing figure skates. And all the boys were wearing hockey skates and they just started mm. circling me like the five coolest ones, screaming Ed Weird, Ed Weird and other things or whatever. Oh, mm. Ed Weird, like Ed like Ed Weirdo. Ed yeah. Weirdo. Instead of Edward. That's a good nickname. Mm, it's a troll. It's a troll. <laughs> Or bully. It's a troll, but I like it. Thanks. I'm glad you enjoy like something that <laughs> really scarred me. Ed Weird, Ed Weird. You can't wait to just start calling me that. Yeah, that's your new name. But then I just suddenly like I finally found the strength in me to like all the anger that I'd had in those years. And the tallest, biggest one of them and the coolest one. I skated super fast, grabbed him by the shoulder, skated and threw him against the wall <laughs> oh of God. the side of the, the rink and then rammed my, the tip of my figure skating. And you know, it's pokey spikes at the tip yeah. of the figure skating into his shin and he had to get stitches. So you physically assaulted. I physically assaulted Zach Davis. The people that were trolling you. Yeah. And then here's the interesting thing. This sounds less, it's getting less and less troll talk and more and more just like bully and masculinity, which I'm not opposed to, but go on. Well, I came back to third grade and I was in the same classroom as Zach Davis, the guy that I had scarred his assaulted. ankle. Yeah. And then, like, within t- Did you get th- in trouble for that? I think so, but, like, not majorly, because they knew I was being bullied. So okay. they were kind of just like, hmm. They were like, classic and weirdo. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
rude. <laughs> My parents were definitely aware that like I was like isolated. Yeah. Um, and then I came back to school and Zach Davis, the mean bully who kind of like ringleader, like two weeks and was like, hey man, do you want to go like shopping with me and my mom? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, we can like, like go to the, to the mall. Yeah. To like a place called DeSalle's. I don't know if it still exists. It's a department store. Okay. And then like he basically did like a share from Clueless moment and like remade me. You're in he third grade. Third grade. He, they, I don't know whether he my parents reimbursed it, but he gave me a full makeover. What did he do? He and then like, you got to start wearing short sleeves, man. Yeah, and then like cargo pants and stuff like that. And then, and then like I don't even. I think his parents even bought it for me. I don't even know. But then I know that like after that day, I was in the inner circle of the boys. Wow. Yeah. And then I was like, then learned how to bully other people. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I learned that violence sometimes is the answer and the, a makeover. That was the lesson <laughs> I learned. Was that like, if you fight back, it works. True. No, but honestly, though, but that was sort of where I was like, and we would always tease each other, though, to bring it back. And like, it was like anyone that couldn't handle a joke. And I've definitely had my fair share of those people where like you troll them and then they're like, I'm sorry, that's just too much for me. Mm-hmm. And like one time is fine. But if you keep like having like trying to lull with them and they're just like, ooh, you're like, they're like, I'm sorry, that's just like crossing something for me. Then you're just, oh, that's a no for me. Yeah. I, and I love when people make fun of me. You do it all the time. I do. I mean, you have countless ruthless nicknames that basically like cut to like pretty deep personal issues. <laughs> <laughs> you basically I have troll one like. Nickname. Yeah. I have one nickname. We don't need to go there. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. So, so, anyways, troll. If you don't have a friend that, like, I mean, what is, when did you, your dad was the first person, but for me, it was just like, I, the only ways that I got laws were when people made fun of me and I made fun of them, but in a way that didn't make me feel crappy. Yeah. Like, when it transitioned from bullying to trolling, then I felt good. My dad would, like, it's like he would troll by being like, um, he'd be like, I'm going to order. He'd troll by getting me to like eat certain foods that I would like never want to eat. So he'd be like, we were at Disney World one year when I was like seven. And he's like, ooh, look at that, Lara. It's alligator dip. And I was like, gross. Alligators are gross. I'm not eating that. And then he'd be like, do it and I'll get you I'll get you a little mermaid, Barbie. And I'd be like, okay. And then he, I'd like have to eat it and be like, Bleh. but then I'd get the Barbie and it would be chill. So, and then like, one time he tricked me into eating escargot. Which is delish. It's so good. But he like ordered it and was like, you're going to really love this. And I was like, okay, cool. I trust you. And then like I ate it like on a cracker and I was like, yum. And he was like, did you like that? And I was like, yeah, I loved it. And then later in the meal, like he let time go by. And then he was like, like showed me the menu or something and was like, what do you think that was? And I was, and I was like, it was a snail. Like, and I was like, so trolled. My dad wasn't as kind as that. He just would force me to try things I didn't want. Really? Like you got no reward, no reward. And I remember him forcing me to eat a piece of tongue and being able to feel the, the taste buds on the tongue and being like, (laughs) and then he'd also, he'd also do really crazy things where he'd be like, like lick this piece of like spicy pepper and it'd be like a scotch bonnet and then i was like eight and i'd be like ah and like drink a gallon of milk and be like pretty spicy 
No reward. <laughs> but my parents, that's not a troll. It's like, just, my parents were horrible like that. Like, we, when me and my brother would want things, it would take sometimes years to get it. Like what? Well, first of all, they charged us for soda. So we had, they would keep track and we'd have to put a quarter in a little cup mm-hmm. if we wanted a soda. But like, for instance, like, I wanted a stuffed penguin so bad that I'd seen at the mall in like third or fourth grade. And it was like probably like $35. It was like a nice stuffed penguin. I was obsessed with it. And they were like, sorry. And then they were like, you can earn it by doing dishes. But it was like each dish was like you got like two cents. Oh, that's It a- took months where I'd be like, I just did 10 dishes. And they're like, cool, it's 20 cents. Put on the thing. Finally, I made it. I mean, it was literally like they'd be like, you can do, you can rake the lawn for 10 cents. Like it was like the smallest amount of money. Wow. And then I like. Child labor. Yeah, it was child labor. And then it took like after two, I think it took two years for me to get that penguin, by which point I almost didn't care about it anymore. But it was the principle where I was like, I need to get this penguin. It still was around after two years? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah, it was like, like a gund or something. You know? Okay, yeah, those really nice ones. Those stick around. Yeah, they they're they classic. Don't just disappear. They're classic stuffed animals. Yeah. I love a gund. Yeah, oh, that just reminded me of my favorite stuffed animal growing up. What? Which was a gund bear ball. Did you ever see those? Do they tuck into a ball and roll? No, they're like they're just like little bears that are kind of oh, like I know this, what you're talking about. And they're just like round and really cute. We had, since there were four of us growing up, me and my three younger siblings, we had a lot of bear balls. It's so crazy how much toys when you're a kid, like, ident- like make you feel like shame or weird, especially when you're gay, because it's like a, this super weird gender identifier. Because mm-hmm. it's like my brother was like, I want He-Man and like G.I. Joe. And I was like, I want Care Bears. Like, <laughs> and like... Like little stuffed penguins and like magic markers to draw. But like when you go to like a birthday party and like everyone gets a gift or something, people just would be like, here's a truck. And I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) it was really hard for me. I remember being like, I just want like girly gifts, not like princesses and dolls and stuff, but like, you know, sort of gender neutral flirting with, you know, strawberry shortcake was a big deal for me. I loved her. You love strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I remember being so excited because I had two younger brothers and I really, really, really wanted a sister. Like I wanted a girl that I could play like Barbies with and like American Girl dolls. And like I just wanted like a sister that I could dress up in girly little outfits. And like I would make my younger brother, Kurt, like I would dress him up like a girl sometimes because he had like a bowl cut and I'd put it in pigtails and make him wear my old outfits and pretend that he was my sister because I was just like, I need Ugh, a sister. Jealous. And then when my sister finally came around, I was like obsessed with her, but she wanted nothing to do with any of my interests. Like fully was like a hard no on Barbies, would not play with them. I like had to force her to like get American Girl dolls she didn't care about. <laughs> when, I was like, did you ever gift your siblings a gift you wanted? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Such a classic move. I gave my brother a video game I wanted and I knew he hated. Yeah. He wanted a sports game, but I wanted Dragon Warrior, an RPG. 
he was even at the time he was like you want this and i was like happy birthday that's the best that's a troll that's a troll (laughs) my dad used to troll us by getting like he would find you know every year when you're little there's like one hot christmas gift that like everyone wants like Like that tickle me elmo or furby so like the year that furby came out and my dad did this all the time he for the four of us there are four children he bought one furby and he was like, I don't know who gets it. And then it started a full-blown war. <laughs> like, there was, like, a, so much, like... He just loved to watch you guys he fight. He loved to watch us fight. Like, he would just, like... He would enter a situation where there was no positive outcome and then watch us, like, destroy each other. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. He's just like, lol. And then what then, was Linda doing? Then he realized like... Oh, they were already separated. Yeah, they were already separated. So this was like when my dad... This was when he had gotten like his own house and we would go over to his house some weekends and then spend some weekends with my mom. So they were having joint custody. And my mom was really like... She was really strict. Like you said you had to earn like the 25 cents or whatever. My mom would have us on a bead system. She implemented oh. a bead system that was like every child had different color beads and you would have to do it was like a work board it was like all these different chores or things you could do and you would earn a certain amount of beads for the chores so if you like vacuumed the living room you'd get like four beads or if you made your bed you'd get two beads and then it would have rewards with a certain amount of beads associated with each reward so if you wanted like a donut you'd have to have like 10 beads and i was like this is a I was just like, I fucking hate the bead system. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is you revolting. I was fully like, this is you were like, I want bullshit. cash and I want out. Yeah, and so I finally like learned, like I figured out. God, if you some... only had access to an Amazon wish list, I know. I found out where she kept like all the beads, and then I Ooh. would just sneak up there, steal handfuls of beads, and like throw them in my bead bag, and I'd be like, I want to go see a movie. Like, I want a donut. Like, Did I you just... ever figure it out? My mom always knew that I was scamming, but she would never say anything, She's which like, was weird. Like, I would have to pra- we'd have to practice piano for like 45 minutes or an hour a day. And I would literally, when she wasn't looking, we'd have a timer in the kitchen that we'd set. And I'd go and just turn the timer forward. And then it would be like 15 minutes the timer would ring. And I'd be like, well, I'm done. Like, not knowing, not realizing how like time Wait. works. And she would never say anything. I'd be like, wow, that was a great practice. I'd like sit at piano and be like, deet, 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 and then run up and forward the timer. I had a friend who also had, see, it's, certain parents are kind of like my parents. And then there's other parents that just lavish their children with gifts. Like so much so that like you would go to their house and like their parents would be like, do you want a stuffed animal too? We're going to the mall. And they would like get me something. But then I had another friend who was one of my best friends who was very similar to my parents. And his parents made us work so hard to do anything fun because when you don't when you're in suburbia and you don't have a car and you want to like see a movie so we had they had been like okay we'll take you to the movies if you wash every window in the house that takes hours by the way <laughs> did <laughs> like, you guys the thing is like i don't disagree with like raising kids that way like i think it's good to have some sort of like tip for tap program so yeah. kids don't end up spoiled but, like, at the same time, I'm, like, wash every window in the house. Like, I don't know if I want children to do that because they're going to do a shitty job. They monitored and made sure we didn't do a shitty job. Oh, I love that. And the twist was, when we were done, three hours later and there was only one showing left of the movie, they were like, oh, no, we just said we'd take you to the movies, not pay. 
So we didn't get to go. That's rude. Yeah. We didn't get anything. <laughs> they got free window washing. And we were just stuck at the house. Oh, I hate that. Movieless. I hate that. I've been trolled so hard by my parents and Jared Barron's parents. My dad. Specifically his dad. So the couple times my dad took it like too far was when he, like I would, I was always like terrified of bugs, like always have been. And he would kill bugs and then like chase me around with like the dead bug and the, in the Kleenex and like pretend like it was going to fly on me. And it's just like, it truly, it would like terrify. I'd be like crying in a corner. Like I couldn't handle it. And even like growing up, like I dated this guy who would do that same thing to me and I like would lose it on him I was like you can't do that like you just you cannot do that like I don't find that to be funny like I hate it and then he would do it over and over yeah that relationship surprise (laughs) didn't work out people like like to see other people in pain or scared that's not so soothing that's not like a troll troll. I love that's a little bit of a sadist kind of move that's a little bit sadistic and then one time I was having a birthday party at the at the roller skating rink that like everyone had their birthday parties at. Mm. It was like a real like it was a real popular move to like like you needed to have your birthday party at the roller like skating rink. Like if you didn't rink. have one year there, you're just like you're who just are kinda you? yeah, it's like not very chic. Like it's, it was a chic look and it was like, like cupcakes in the backyard, forget it. No, I need the roller skating rink with the red hot dogs. Do you remember like hot did you ever have hot dogs anywhere that were like bright red not really this roller skating rink had bright red hot dogs i don't even understand it was weird so like the color of ketchup yeah like they were bright red i've never seen anything like that since it was just very native (laughs) can any other readers verify if there's other places where there's bright red hot dogs because in the boston area i never encountered them yeah the hot dogs were red and he my dad had like picked me up to take me to my birthday party and we were driving there and as we were approaching it he's like he started to troll and be like where is it like can where is it and i was like it's right there on the left and he was like where i don't see it like i don't and then pretended to just not see it and i was like please it's on the left please, that's a lot of me i'm in for a butch with that screaming <laughs> i was like crying like weeping like just like crumpled up i was like we're gonna miss it and then the party were you kind of a brat though i mean i'm sure i was like kind of a brat so you just you just needed to see a brat squirm for a second (laughs) (laughs) i was like shy and sweet so i was like why are you doing this to me i was very like i was very bossy i can imagine and just like assert it like i had a deep little voice as a child like one of my first like, memories me. was looking in the mirror and talking to myself and thinking I sounded like a boy. And then I just had this deep little voice and I was like, mm, 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 and very like well-spoken and like just assertive. Yeah. You knew what you wanted. I knew what I age. wanted. Yeah. My God. So, and you still know what you want. I do. And I'm learning how to know what I want on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to find my Amazon flow. But, but then once I you went into in the flow. I just started Googling the most wildest areas. I'm still praying that somewhere out there that that brisket's coming my way. <laughs> we're in the we're we've we're in a war. A we're in Amazon a wish list war. war. But we're not. We're we're, we're not. Good. We're friends and everything's fine. But like the I truly thought 
when Nobody Ed was going to start his wish list, I was like, this will be so sweet for him. Like he'll get two or three presents and like, that's nice. And the community is so supportive. And then I made him put his wish list address. Cause I knew he and Simon were going to be out of town for like a couple weeks. And I was like, you don't want a ton. You don't want Amazon packages to like sit on your doorstep. No. So just have them redirected to mine and I'll keep track. I'll keep them for you and I'll give them to you when you get back. And then now I've been trolled because like 15 <laughs> gifts have come to my house. And like, I love that for you. And I'm so happy for you. And by the way, they really, really are make me joyful. Yeah, they're good. They're good. You've gotten some good shit. And I love returning and even doing second rounds if you don't like it. I'm open for. Yeah. If you don't like your deal, you can come fire back. And just I'm yeah, open. if you don't like your deal, you just need to let me know. And my I've already had one person say they needed a new deal, which I try I t- hopefully turned around as fast as possible. I think it was like twenty four to forty eight hours. They yeah. had a whole new deal, a whole new video. So I really am focused on customer service and making yeah. sure which is the readers are happy. The point of this is that there is no war and Lara loves opening presents for me. The point and of this is that I would filming love, me doing deals. I love it. <laughs> Ed getting gifts, but I would love for the gifts to be sent to his house now that he's back or to his house now that Simon's back, even though you're going to be on tour. Except that you're a masterful unboxer and the only people, a lot of those people don't follow me, so they won't know the deal if I put it on my story. So in a way, you're just, you're, you're my partner, you know? (laughs) I'm your unwilling partner. I'm not consenting to this partnership. You are in a way. It's a deal. Remember when we started What's, out? What am I getting out of this? You're getting, you're getting me on your podcast for free. I'm not asking for any money on the Patreon. I know, just but living lolly and loving. you're getting a deal out of it. I guess we're all getting you're a deal You're getting a deal. Good content. Lots of fun. I mean, you could just talk to the TV or some dollars. Like as a guest? Yeah. Talk to the TV? <laughs> I'm just saying there's not a lot of options right now. There's always an option. Mm-hmm. That are true laws? I can think of a lot of lawlers who would get gifts, gladly get gifts, and open them themselves. I know, but at this point, it's become like a trend. You love an assistant. You love an assistant. I love you because I love watching you do it. Because mm-hmm. I'm one of the people that thinks you're a masterful unboxer. But we all know that future guests will just get it shipped to their house. They'll get it shipped to their house, and they can unbox on their own time. Yeah, yeah. But my relationship with you and the wish list is permanently they're coming here forever now then i can start stealing them you might have already stolen some you'll never know (laughs) (laughs) what if it turned out i've had so many like thoughts about the wish list which was one like what if i had just like what if i'm making the whole wish list thing up and i'm just getting myself like I'm just like shopping like crazy on Amazon. But that would take a lot of involvement of you. Oh, you would just type up all those notes like from a, strangers. Yeah, type up notes from strangers, making up handles. Being like, love the podcast, Katie. Be, yeah. <laughs> Being like, you're my queen, Heather. You look ravishing today. Your hair is so amazing. <laughs> love you to death. I'm going to send myself a gift here. <laughs> You just start sending yourself. What have you sent yourself all those gifts just to troll Ugh, me? Nope. I know you didn't because I know a lot of the readers who have gotten us both. I gifts. love those readers and I hope they've liked the gifts. Open for all feedback. You I hope mean, they've liked Wait, I mean, I hope they've liked the <laughs> the deals I met. I hope, I, met <laughs> I hope you've really enjoyed the gifts you've gotten me. One of I your readers, I got a gift for them. I know, me too. 
Um, so I return that too. But I hope the deals have been satisfying. Also, this is for all people since this is soon going to go to the public. Be involved in the community on Facebook. It's a lot of fun. Ed loves a Facebook moment. You love it too and you want it to grow. I love it too, but I'm like, it's not my preferred social media of choice. I'm really into You're the readers that are in that group. They're funny. Facebook and the live, that laugh, group. love, yeah. babe Facebook group. I love them. I love all of them. Yeah, they're great. They're fun. They they bring a lot of things to my attention that I wouldn't normally have seen. I would have never known that Grimes in 2009 tried to s- sail down the Missis- was it the Mississippi on like a weird boat she concocted with 20 pounds of potatoes. She made a <laughs> boat out of potatoes? She and her boyfriend... <laughs> She and her boy, we, the community was discussing the babe question mark element of Elon's big like Republican contributions and her response being like that's just the cost of business in America which is so off brand for her uh-huh. and then um, Grimes is a capitalist I guess so but then they were like someone one of the readers said hasn't she always been a babe ever since she tried to sail down the Mississippi with her boyfriend with the 20 pounds of potatoes so she built and there's a boat. Pictures and there's an article about it. She built a boat and then got 20 pounds of potatoes. To eat, I guess. And then just raw? I don't know. Maybe and they then got on the boat with her boyfriend and tried to sail it down. Yeah, they didn't make it far. Yeah, it seems like that's a recipe <laughs> for a not getting far. But that was in 2009. They were just like, I've got, I was just like, what is the point of this endeavor other than to get attention? I think maybe sometimes you just want to like build a boat and like take 20 pounds of potatoes down a river. Like I really think like I don't see her as like an attention whore. That's not something that I'm passionate about. It's like sailing on a self-made boat with 20 pounds of potatoes. Like that's low on my bucket list. I'm obsessed that we know the poundage. Mm -hmm. But I would I would definitely do like a Reese Witherspoon wild journey. Like, I would go set out on, like, the dusty trail, just, like, me in a backpack and nature and, like... And solar charger for your phone. Yeah. And have, like, a struggle (laughs) moment. You should. And everyone could send me wish lists to the checkpoints on the trail. (laughs) Let's not get our battle going. (laughs) Um, I even got you an item from your wish list early on. I know. You love giving people your own album. I didn't vinyl. give you your own album on your wish list. I got you the wet hairbrush. Oh, yeah. That was so nice so of you. Excuse you. I really loved that. I gave the girl who won it, well, whose birthday I gave her our own album. Yeah. Because it was on her wish list. It was, yeah. So I just was like, why not? Um, I kind of love Grimes being like, that's the cost of business in America. I don't love that. You know what, though? I'm like, I'm having a You're real... ready to go full Republican? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Babe? <laughs> Are you okay? What if I was like, I'm a card carrying Republican. You're like I'm Trump like, rules and like pro life. I'm like, stop killing the fucking babies. No, I'm not. We're, I'm not ready to go full Republican. I'm just like, I'm having a lean into capitalism moment because I feel like that is the only way right now for me to do what I need to do with my life. And I'm like, I, money has been such a source of like troll for me. Yeah, over. I think my like entire life, my relationship with money has been a real babe and like continues to be a babe, but I'm trying to turn it into a babe exclamation. So like, but part of that is, but I mean, selling things is, I mean, everyone, you know, has to sell a product or their, their skills. No, I know. But I'm saying like, like I've 
I recently like incorporated and started my own company and like it's just being a professional I know but that's also like capitalism because you get like tax you reduce your tax liability and it's like have you started contributing to the RNC no (laughs) (laughs) but like I like I'm just realizing that it's like it's like a buy into the system in a way like previously my whole thing has been like live laugh love spend and like (laughs) taxes come later and like my whole life is a write-off like who cares anyways like i'm not gonna worry about it i love writing off everything yeah that's really fucked me so now i'm trying to go be legit but part of that is really being like okay like doing all this like business shit and then being like a big realization is like the it takes money to like make money is so true, which is like really fucked because you realize how Kylie thing where everyone's like the first self-made billionaire. And there was actually someone else that did it from scratch where she already had millions. Yeah. And like, cause it's not inexpensive to like incorporate, like it costs money. And I did it on legal zoom, which was like probably the cheapest option, but it still is like expensive. It was like $800 or something like that. And thankfully I had the money like, to do that but at the same time i'm like okay really like if we're living in a system that sets you up where it's like you need to have money in order to then make money and then limit your tax liability to make more money it's kind of fucked it's you know, like not so- everyone is privileged enough to have that yeah. like it's a oh, position of privilege major privilege. and i'm really seeing that for like the first time in my life like seeing that that angle of it for the first time and being like oh like to have like a business accountant to like deal with your stuff costs a lot of money. Like all this shit that I'm doing right now that it's like good that I'm doing it because old Lara would have been like, anyways, like I'm going to get like a Prada waste bag or something. Like I would have just, really, I would have been like, I'm going to buy a pair of shoes or buy something really expensive (laughs) and stupid. And then I would have ended up owing like crazy amounts of taxes that I probably wouldn't pay. And then just like the whole cycle would repeat itself. So now all the money that I would be live left spending is like live left spending on myself, which is exciting and fun, but it's also just like an eye opener because not, not everyone has a chance to like be in that position no and also one thing that's so crazy to me and i don't know whether other countries make this such a priority was that i basically made it to the age of 30 without a credit card <laughs> and then someone was like you're never going to be able to buy anything without credit and i was like i don't want a credit card it seems annoying because i would just earn and put it in like a checking yeah and then like would spend that way Mm-hmm. And then they were like, if you don't have credit, you can't do anything. And I was like, wait, so I have to get a credit card? And then I was too old to get a credit card. And everyone was like, sorry, you can't get a credit card because you have no credit. And then I was like, what do I do? And I had this like crisis. And then someone's like, you have to start small. And I was like, how small? And they were like, Home Depot small. <laughs> so we literally had to go get a Home Depot card. And I was like, I don't need anything from Home Depot. But I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'll get this like stepladder. <laughs> And pay it off like so slowly and then you graduate to like a barney's card where i got like a sweater and then finally i got like somehow like after three years of making like mini mini increments and letting them like charge interest to me annoyingly which is all just a scam you know it's because they're just like as long as you've given us enough money and interest we'll mm-hmm. finally be like okay your credit's okay to have a normal credit card but we'll still charge you interest well i am <laughs> i'm at the bottom of the credit card barrel right now like i'm truly in the troll zone because 
when I was doing white girl problems, we had a business manager and like they just like dealt like I was truly like everyone else deal with everything. Like I don't speak business. I'm just like a creator and like don't involve me like you just do it, which really fucked me over in so, so many ways. But like just having no real knowledge of what was going on in that way. And then just like it was just not the way to conduct myself, which I learned. But I had this, our business managers, and I just like emailed them one day and I was like, can I have a credit card? Like, get me one. And so then they like do it. Cause I guess when you have business managers like vouching for you, they can just give you a credit card. So I got like, hot tip everyone. I know. Get a business manager who takes 5% of all your earnings (laughs) and then you'll be able to get an American Express gold. And I was just like, hell yes. And like, didn't know how American Express worked. I hate Amex. No, I had no idea. So I was just live, laugh, love, spend everywhere and then racked up like a $4,000 credit card bill. And I didn't know that American Express freaks out if you don't pay everything. Yeah, you have to pay everything every month. Like it's not I, not like some credit cards where I guess you can just pay your minimum balance yeah, or some shit. Just... Yeah. So I didn't know. And I was just like, whatever, like I'll pay it later. And then. I, they're not a pay later vibe. No. So Your credit score starts plummeting. That credit really fucked with my credit score because they ended up canceling my credit card, which I thought was just like, whatever, it's canceled. But that was really bad for your credit. And so I just got it canceled. My Amex one canceled because I was like, I'm just getting this to build my credit. But then I never used it. And then they canceled it. Yeah, that'll use fuck it. you over. And then I was that like, oh, my God, I just got credit. screwed by not actually using you it and spending money. It. Yeah. So so rude. It's rude. I was like, I still pay the annual premium, you assholes. No, but you have to make a purchase. I fuck them. <laughs> so that has thrown a wrench in my credit. I've not been able to get a credit card since then. And I didn't realize, too, that every time you inquire about a credit card. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. that too. And you get not approved. That lowers your credit <laughs> so It's I was such like, a fuck. I was like, God, all I want so- is this credit card. Like, Let me try again. I know. And did it like. Three times. I did the same to- thing early on, and someone's like, "You gotta stop asking," <laughs> because if you get those things in the mail, being like, "You've been pre-approved," yeah, and they're like, "Lies." That's a lie. You're not Never pre-approved. They're just trying they're just to, like ready. These they're you ready to, get, to troll you. They're, troll you hard. They're casting make your score out, down. Yeah, and they're casting out the fishing net for you to be like cool fun. yeah i was like Anyways, sweet like, i'll yeah, take the mile it. sounds good and then they decline and then you get trolled so now so rude everything you do with a credit card is a troll fest gives, gives you a lower rating it's insane so now i just like applied for another credit card because of my business and applied for like a business credit card with bank of america and i just got the like Thumbs decline oh. today <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, you can't, but maybe we'll approve you. And I had spoken to like my bank. They gave you a maybe answer. Yeah, they said you I might. <laughs> and I kind of knew. Were this they like troll- drop by the office and want to suss you out? No, what they do is then you can open a credit card. <laughs> By making a cash deposit of like $500. So you basically like. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. And then you like slowly. They're like, so we know you're worth it because you've already paid us. I did that too. And so now. $500. No, that's what I'm going to have to do. And hopefully they'll approve that. But I'm like, please. And I need, I have to start building credit. Like that's not like it's part of just what I have to do. But it's so annoying. You know what actually was really what gave me the true credit was my ex. 
is that when I was able to join, he co-signed on his credit card my oh, so name, then you so were I was able to build credit with his card and his name. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure like, he's not listening. I'm <laughs> definitely ready to like do. I I need to. That's another reason to get you in a relationship. Need, yeah, you need someone. <laughs> To let you hey, hop you on onto their credit card. I'll put that on the wish list. Co-sign yeah. me on your credit card. <laughs> like, <laughs> should I put my mortgage on the wish list? <laughs> but I'm like, the, d- all the trolls of like capitalism are really becoming very apparent to me. And so I guess trolls just, are crazy. The yeah. more I think about them, the more I'm like, it's so fucked up. And then it's like, I also know people that have fallen into the horrible trap where I, whenever I'm listening to the radio, I'm like, and I hear those commercials that are like, consolidate your debt, consolidate your debt, and everything's going to be great. But I know like three people that have done that, and those companies extra screw you over because they like consolidate it and then fuck your credit and like charge like a crazy amount of interest if you can't do it fast. It's like, it's fucked. I just don't understand how like you get into like 20 plus thousand dollars of credit card debt. Well, let's ask Anna Delvey. <laughs> But it wasn't even credit card debt. Just she just theft. got like fake loans from banks or whatever. It's just fraud. Yeah, it was just fraud. You can easily get into credit. If you have credit, you can get into it because they, 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 well, yeah. they keep upping your, your max. Yeah. So like they, they'll like approve you to 15000 then suddenly you're at 25000 suddenly you're allowed to spend 35000 And if you're not like someone that like has it on auto payers on top of your shit... Like it just goes. Well, I mean, especially if you're putting things like auto, like if you're putting like car payments or like mm-hmm. weird, like bigger things on it. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, if you're not paying attention, I've luckily never had that happen. Yeah. I'm glad that it only got as bad as it did with Amex because like I could only go so far until they just declined. You have a $500 cap. But now I know that you've now already paid a $500 cap, that which I'm they're going to give you charge you interest on your own money. Yeah. I think that's how it works. I don't know. I'm a, I have to talk to my banker, Jesse, and we have to discuss. Because I told him that this could probably... I was like, hey, Get Jesse I don't involved with the podcast. Should I? Yeah. I could just get him on the phone and he could talk. He's really nice. He, is he a loller? Uh, yeah, he lolled. He lolled at my business name always. What is it again? <laughs> my business is named... What's your journey? <laughs> Do you want to know what mine is? What? It's the band incorporated. It's called Doomed Beauty. <laughs> That's so dark. Which is sort of true. We ended up being doomed beauties. <laughs> the industry just sucks now. And we're all just like, well, time to find a new career. Oh, my God. Doomed beauty. That's so dark. Well, we saw this, po- this poster once at like a venue that someone had hand drawn of like a, like a very elegant swan. And then underneath it just said doomed beauty. And we were just like, this is amazing. That's a mood. And we were like, it was a like pre-internet mood talk. But it was the mood for us for a long time. And then when we had to incorporate, we were like doomed beauty incorporation love it's so We're funny how you like media. come how you come up with like names for that kind of stuff yeah i love it that is funny <laughs> <laughs> troll fuck off but yeah jesse jesse is always think about that more <laughs> jesse's always law every time we talk on the phone he's like <laughs> you should get him for a segment what's your journey he's lo- he loves it just like you should get uh, my friend Noah to come in and do like a little 20 minute 
trilogy shitting his pants brew story, which I could probably arrange for the next app. I love that. And maybe oh, we'll you do can't that for the bonus you need, app. You need, th- you need a, you we need, do that for a bonus. Yeah. He would just come in for 20 minutes. Yeah. We'll see about that. We'll talk about it offline. Yeah. But yeah. So for anyone that's like just tuning in now, that's not a patron who's gotten to be like up to date on all the episodes. This past month has been a real journey as far as like, I mean, I started my own business and I'm like being like legit about shit. Yeah. Which is cool and exciting, but also has its own like little stressful moments but it's stressful to start your own business but it's cool because it's like i'm someone that really thrive not that this is like different than anyone else that much but it's like like, i thrive with money i thrive (laughs) on having like a purpose and like i need reasons to make me feel like i have a purpose so like podcasting has really done that where it's like a reason to get out of bed and not just like fuck off with my life and like having my own business is like further does that because it's like oh my I god know, like i want to make this exciting and like good so i know too many people that have had kids to fulfill that sense of purpose yeah and that's not the reason to have a kid no that's not i'm wouldn't i don't find a lot of purpose in like getting pregnant and having a kid personally right now at this point in my life my kid is what's your journey <laughs> it's a newborn <laughs> can't get credit to i want a life. kid someday it's so expensive it's so expensive especially if you're double up gay men yeah i've you looked have into to get it a surrogate. it's a hundred thousand dollars either adoption or surrogate yeah before the baby's born do you have to pay cr- that all at once don't know about the payment increase you can you get put a it credit? on a credit card <laughs> can you put it on a credit card? i don't know whether surrogates take credit cards i can look into it i've always wondered like do you pay like you just have to save up a hundred K and then be like, okay. Like, well there it's like an amalgamation of like surrogate, like get also the surrogate isn't necessarily the person that's the egg. Like then you like flip you through like, a, like a and- chic egg book, which is also expensive mm-hmm. might be chargeable on a credit card. TBD. Yeah. I feel like the like surrogate might want like an immediate surrogate cash is moment. Need cash, <laughs> but like you need to go to the bank together and like but you then, get cash out and give it to the surrogate. Add on to that. There's a ton of legal fees. And it's not like the 90s anymore where I feel like they were just giving babies away like globally for anyone for like 50 bucks. Adoption now is like a, actually more of a harrowing journey. My cousin just went through like a hellish, hellish option, adoption journey with like so many legal fees, like the mom changing her mind back and forth, like so stressful and crazy. Like, But what about like children that don't have parents? It's not that simple, though. You can't just be like, I want to help kids. It's not like adopting a dog. Let's put it that way. I'm like, you can't just like go to the store and be like, that one. Yeah. It's literally like there's so much legal, like the legal fees for adoption and the approval process and all that stuff is crazy. Yeah. It's not easy and it's not cheap. Yeah. Nothing about having a kid is cheap. No, I know. It's just like, but for straight people, it's like, I have to say, like, it seems soothing to not to pay any money. Like until they're born, basically. Until Obviously, born, there's you like pay, you know like, doctors' checkups and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and like, like hospital fees, and like vitamins, and like things to like soothe your belly. And yeah, stuff. I mean, I think that there's like probably a ton of cost in being pregnant, but a doubtful. Not a hundred thousand. Not a hundred k. But you know what? I feel like a lot of your readers, judging from the group, which I love, are have kids. So let us know. It's expensive being pregnant. Weirdly. I don't. I think a lot of the readers are mostly like single with no kids. But that some of them do have kids. I just like him. I'm in awe and like have nothing but respect for people. <laughs> I just. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like Laura did not like my foot on her coffee table. No, he like scraped his foot on the edge of my coffee no, table. No, it was on the little and, like, cardboard. a little cardboard thing with his toes. And I was like, don't mm, touch that. I'm sorry. It's hot in here and I need to air out. She's not letting me tape this in the one air-conditioned room. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> troll. <laughs> troll. I just like have a lot of respect for people that have kids because I'm just like, how do you do that? So much money. I know. I think in New York, having kids is the ultimate status symbol because space is so limited. So you just like, one is like people are like, okay, but I've literally overheard conversations where like, can you believe she has three kids in New York? Like that bitch. Like, like people literally just because it means you have to have like a huge place. Yeah. And and then you have to to worry about all the schools. Yeah. And it's like literally, it's like literally that I know one person who has four kids in New York and it's just like, basically like I'm a baller. Like, hey. Yeah, like, I mean, kids are definitely a status symbol and, like, a symbol of wealth. Well, but it's not interesting, everywhere, not though. everywhere, because... Just in, like, major cities where it's super expensive. I yeah, think. but then it's, like, you have lower-income people or, like, lower socioeconomic who are then... don't have access to, like, the same sort of health care that, like, rich people do, and so a lot of them end up having children that maybe they wouldn't have wanted to have... Yeah, And then that's like, it's weird. It's like a, it's either like your status is really high because you have all these children or your status is really low because you have all these children. Yeah, it sort of is. Although I don't know enough about it to make a definitive statement. So I'm going to step away from the subject right now. <laughs> <laughs> because suddenly I was like, whoa, I'm getting in over my head and I don't actually know like the stats on this. I just know that people get angry in New York City about like especially in like manhattan and like bougie neighborhoods when someone's like like putzing around with like four kids and like walking into like a luxury condo building it's just like a weird thing that i've seen <laughs> i would feel like i would have a lot of things to get angry about if i lived in new york oh my god i was just there and trust me every corner you turn and i lived there for 14 years it's really how did hard. you live there for 14 years when you're young, you're just resilient. Plus, I had a really cheap and cute apartment mm-hmm. in a neighborhood that's now too expensive. I couldn't even live in it. And, um, and like, at the time, it was, like, super fun and law. Like, there was, like, illegal parties. Like, there were, like, bands like the Yaya's or, like, the Strokes were just coming out. And they would be playing, like, block parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, there were all these just like really insanely fun things and activities to do like any night of the week kind of. And like, I don't know, TBD, I guess that's still going on, but in like outer Queens or something, but it's just, it was just so fun. And like you, I was like biking around and just what things weren't like obscenely expensive other than like rent was still difficult to find like a good deal, but like you could definitely just like do fun things for not a lot. Mm hmm. And then it just got worse and worse. And now it's just like that Williamsburg, that neighborhood that I lived. I was just there and I was walking around just like mind blown at all the like skyscraper luxury buildings that have popped up. 
and like there's an area that used to be like literally had like i remember going to like a warehouse party that now has an apple store a equinox two banks and like a either a cvs or a walgreens and it's just like brand new glass like everything mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah it's, it's just so crazy and then it's like the demographics change so much too mm-hmm Fairly well, young hipsters. Hello, <laughs> aging not, hipsters. Aging hipsters. And New York is just not a lol zone. For me, it's really not a lol anymore. It's it's just, I find it, it's a troll. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, the littlest things that you want to do involve a line, a weight, and money. And, like, it's, like, two out of three, I'm like, okay, fine. But, like, all of them, it's just, like, no, please. Yeah. Like, I literally, we were, someone was like, oh, there's this cute ice cream place. I was with some friends. And I was like, oh, cool, great. Like, grab a scoop. I don't want any. And I ended up waiting for them 30 minutes while they were waiting just to get a scoop of ice cream. And I was just like, and it was hot and sweaty. And there were, like, mosquitoes. And I was just like, mmm. New York, <laughs> I just always feel like it's like I have to just go from, like, one restaurant to another restaurant. That's it's what like, it is. It's, it's constant not, consuming. Yeah. It's no like, one has space in their place. Yeah. There's not. And I, like, I've enjoyed, like, public spaces where you just, like, chill and read or, like, take a nap in Central Park. But it's, like, you literally just. I feel I'm like in this endless restaurant bar loop and I don't like <laughs> That's that. Truly what it is. I hate that. It's endless. It's endless. It's like, Oh, what are we going to do today? I guess we'll just go to this place or go to this. And it's like all just restaurants and bars and just, snacks yeah, and drinks. Just consumption. Yeah. Not my fave. Not my fave. I like a LA chill out zone. Sit just in someone's like, backyard. Sit out, maybe grill. Just have a little, even just have some water and yeah. some strawberries like I just did here. Mm-hmm. It's a good life here. It's easier. Sometimes trolled. More yeah. troll now than it was when I li- moved here 10 years ago. Yeah, I can imagine. But still desirable. But still so many people have places that are fun to hang in. Yeah, for which sure. I love. Like here. Mm-hmm. I love watching things here. Let's go do some reader mail because we have a lot I love reader mail. I love reader mail. Nothing makes me happier. Read mail. Okay. Read mail. Dear Lara, I am so here for your Grateful Dead journey, even though we call Dead and Co. Dead and Slow. Oops, I'm more of a J-Rad kind of girl when it comes to Grateful Dead cover bands. I, too, love to spin in circles to a 15-minute song. I was curious if you tried DMT at the festival in Arizona. My friends and I had a big DMT phase about eight or nine years ago, but I haven't done it since. I had to save my best friend from drowning in a pool while completely tripping out on it. We decided it would be a great idea to smoke it in a pool. And mid-trip, I looked over and my friend was face down in the deep end of the pool. As I'm frying and trying to call her name to get her to turn over, I realized she wasn't responding and had to immediately get my ass to the deep end and pull her out. She was completely non-responsive, so I had to swim her to the stairs and pull her out of the pool while balls deep in an insane trip. That was a real journey and I'll never do it again. But it is a lot of fun to do while hanging out in nature, just not near a body of water. (laughs) (laughs) I also had a major troll at a music festival outside of St. Louis called Schwagstock. People in the Midwest used to go bonkers over this Grateful Dead cover band called The Schwag and they had multiple music festivals every year. 
They had over 50 festivals until the lead singer of the band and owner of the festival property was locked up for multiple years for creating a drug ring at the fest. It's complicated and also a pretty good read online if you're interested. Anyways, one time I was backstage watching the swag play because I knew someone playing in another band at the festival when all of a sudden a man jumped on stage and ran across to the backstage area, jumped on the ground in front of me on his hands and feet and started ferociously growling at me. I was also tripping on acid and literally thought it was a werewolf growling and barking at me. I remember sticking my finger in the guy's face and yelling, no, 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 like I was the <laughs> owner of some sort of animal, all while he was on stage all fours growling at me the next thing i know he's being tackled by security and immediately taken away and held down on the ground while still growling it was a true what the fuck moment anyways i hope your next adventure is fish at the forum if so please give a review a review on babe p.s my sister and i bought you the selfie light and have been loving its journey on your instagram story Ooh, love well wow thank you so much for the selfie light um, I'm not going to fish at the forum because a secret about me is that I do not like fish. Oh, huge <laughs> veal. I'm just not into them. They're too silly. <laughs> silly billies. <laughs> Those fish guys. Total silly billies. None of their lyrics like make sense. They're just like, hopped in the chain with a bubble in my hand and a nose <laughs> on my face and I wear their hair. It's like, I don't get it. And then I don't relate. That does sound like fish. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like a fish a fan either. Or like, a deadhead. I love the Grateful Dead. I love like string cheese incident. Mm, I don't even know. Oh, they're heard so of good. It's I'm like just another jam band. You know that me and jam bands don't get along. Yeah. So I won't be going to fish, but namaste to everyone who is. And I did not try DMT. I've never it tried was me. DMT. That was Ed who did it. What was your experience? Like, it was like fractals. It was fractally. I felt like I was inside kind of like a slot machine in Vegas or like a pinball machine. But it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be, which I think we discussed in a previous episode where I had seen exhibits of people doing it and like an art thing. And they were like completely under, like they were under, like they were not able to save anyone in a body of water. They were like out having like fucked up dreams which really, I'm glad I didn't have that because yeah. they described it as living another life, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. But your journey with the pool sounds fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, Jesus I'm Christ. glad that you both survived that experience. <laughs> I love just like a poolside, like DMT, like fall. And then it's just like, Whoa. I love a DMT that leads to like a potential drowning. <laughs> where you're like, hey, get out of the water. And then you're like, like I almost drowned when I um, like took. 25 mushrooms my first time ever in Amsterdam and ended up in the emergency room. You almost drowned? Because me and my friend Philip, who you know, um, we had never done it before and we went to the shop and we were just like, I'll love some shrooms, please. <laughs> and it was like, cool, what kind? We were like, I don't know, like the good stuff. And so this guy gave us like two ba- a bag each that looked like little chip bags you get out of a vending machine filled with like probably 25 to 30 like little shrimps and then so we went supposed to take like only like four of them yeah but we didn't know i we thought they were individual like portion size kind of like a bag of chips <laughs> so we like <laughs> then went because we were like 18 and like totally didn't have that much money and we were staying in like a quasi whorehouse mm-hmm. then we went to kfc and like we 
<laughs> well, if you're like Amsterdam, soak up the cold. But when you're shrooms, go when to you're KFC. a teenager and you don't have the money to go to like a bouge restaurant, you're just like, okay, we'll just get some like chicken strips. Yeah. So we would eat a chicken strip and like put a mushroom on top to like disguise the flavor. But then I started getting nervous about how many mushrooms we were taking because I was like, hmm. And then we went this back. This is pre Google too, so you can't way just, pre like, Google it and like read. Reddit. Guys, I'm old. This was '98. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this was 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago in a couple months. Whoa, my God. It was 98 and totally insane. We went back to the crazy like whorehouse. Our our room, we didn't realize it was a whorehouse or whatever you want to call it. Maybe a brothel or just a place where people had sex. But our room had seven beds in it. Mm. And we were like, that's weird. But we were just so naive and dumb. And then he was like, oh, God. And he was like, did you finish yours? And he started straight up bullying me. And he's like, you should finish them. And I was like, I did. But I was like hiding them under my crotch, like kind of like being like, Meh. <laughs> And then he was like, whoa, maybe you shouldn't finish them. And I was like, and I was like, thank God I didn't. But then like within 20 minutes, I was suddenly seeing the craziest shit of my fucking life. What were you seeing? I was literally, it started out kind of fractally in a DMT way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, but like also like aggressive. Where yeah. like everything you look at, you're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like there was no respite or mm-hmm. peace from it. Mm-hmm. And then he was all like, ooh, this is intense and trolled me. And then like was like, I'm going to just go to sleep. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then like, I don't know, fake asleep, fake went to bed. And I sat there trying to close my eyes, but it was worse when you closed it's your eyes. Sometimes. And it was like, <laughs> It was like, was he asleep? I don't know what he was doing or how he was surviving because he definitely had like four or five more shrooms than me. But then he was just like, he was like, I'm just going to go to sleep. And I was like, no, I'm all alone in this horrible room and like the wall is bubbling. And then I also did like a huge no-no. And this is the beginning of the trip, mind you, which is look in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) And when I looked in the mirror, oh my God, it was... I, we were so poisoned by it because it's pure poison that both, I, first what I saw was purple f- metallic froth around the, the edges of my lips and like five or six black zits had formed like panic zits and then black bl- like black poison zits like when your body's reacting to being poisoned basically like they were like wait panic did you and really just, have that or you just well at first I was like well and then I was like oh god this is just part of the trip like moving on <laughs> and then like he was like oh like I can't sleep and I was like no shit and then I was like your lips are kind of like frothy too and he was like you have like six black zits on your <laughs> face and I was like what and then I was like touched and like did a lot of like thinking being like trip or not trip or not and then we were like oh my god and then we were like, we got, this is the craziest part. We were like, we got to just like find a way back to the store. And Amsterdam is a maze. <laughs> and we were like, we have to go back to the store and find out if we took too much. Clearly we had. Yeah. And we like somehow, through the grace of God, because it was early trip, made it to the store. And then the guy looked at us and was like, hey. And we were like, <laughs> we were like. We were like, we were like, um. But didn't Philip have zits? No, he didn't get the just zits, you. just me. But he had the froth. <laughs> and um, we cleaned the froth up, but the zits weren't going anywhere. Yeah. I have a picture of me the next morning and the zits were there. Oh my it's God. on film. And we went to the store and we were like, um, how many of those were we supposed to take? And he was like, you know, like a good trip would be like three or four, like five if you really want to go somewhere. And we were like, um, um. And then we were like, what happens if you take like the whole bag? And then I'll never forget. He was just like, ha, 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 ha
<laughs> just like fucking idiots. And then you didn't say that. And then he just went, have a nice trip. And then in our heads, both Philip and I had the same reaction where it went, trip, 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 trip. And then suddenly it was like within the next 30 minutes, everything went to shit. <laughs> like it went from just fractal to full on. Like I would look at people's faces and the line where you're, you're like, lips meet like the dividing line of like where your teeth touch mm-hmm. that part like the jaw part of people's faces would go one direction and the top part of people's heads no. would go another direction where they every time they look at someone their head would start splitting to the side and then it was like we were in who framed roger rabbit because it would be like like a cartoon car would go by being like <laughs> and i'd be like what the fuck and i knew no Yes. and like no. everything it was like the other thing is that we were like i was like philip is there are you like seeing crazy things like i've never seen anything like the things i've seen and he was like i can't rest my eyes on anything for more than 0.5 seconds and otherwise it turns into something it's like anything you looked at would be like like the lamp would just be like like would drip in front of you and like so what were you doing just being like well we were like literally holding on to each other and i remember i was wearing like like probably cargo pants or something ugly from my early days of transformation. And like, I remember I was wearing a Patagonia vest that he was like holding on to. Cause like it affected me more than even him. And I was having trouble like walking mm-hmm. like, and like, I remember just looking down at the cobblestones and they were turning into like rainbow, like kind of like light up stones where like we touched and they're like, beep, like it's like light. It's like, you know, like Saturday night fever, like dance yeah. floor or yeah. something. And then people were staring at us like crazy. And then, because you're freaking out. And I was unable to like differentiate what was real and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Except that I knew I knew that the trip was not like I knew that the visuals weren't real. Yeah. But I couldn't distinguish like what was safe basically. Like yeah. I crossing the street was difficult. No. <laughs> like like basically that level of like like I wasn't like afraid that I wasn't like that person's lizard face is going to attack me. I was like, I know that's not happening, but I did actually fear permanent brain damage as did he. And then he rescued me from walking into the canal. Like I literally was like almost in the canal because I was just like, la la. Like, and it was just like, like probably like a flower being like, come on. And it was like, and then like literally everything would be like so much who framed Roger Rabbit, so much like psychedelic shit. Like, Oh my god! So then we get into it. we finally find a cab, and then we're like, "ER, please." The guy's just like, <laughs> the guy is like, "Oh fuck!" Because we look fucked. You're like frothing at the mouth. We look. Everyone thought we were like ODing on heroin, mm-hmm. and so the guy like hits on it super hard. And this was randomly the only enjoyable part because I felt like I was in Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> because I was like, Wee! like it was like <laughs> so crazy. It was so insane. I was like, whoa, loop-de-loop, like, turn to the left, turn to the right. And then we get there, and we walk into the ER. It's a Saturday night, and we're like, help, or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God. And, like, they, like, all start panicking. They bring out gurneys. There's, like, nurses and doctors, and, like, everyone's like, get them strapped in, get them strapped in. And we're like, finally, someone's going to save us. They're like, how much did you take? How much did you take? And we're like, 25? And they're like, milliliters of heroin or whatever? And they were like, no shrooms. And we're like, what? They were like, oh, God. They were like, just sit in the waiting room. <laughs> they are like, someone will see you later. And we were like, what? No. In the waiting room on a Saturday night. In Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. In the at ER. like 1 a- or 2 a.m. is a really dark place. Yeah, that's not where you want to trip out. 
people where we rode out the highest part of the trip for three and a half hours where it was like people ODing and like that actually looked like <laughs> rat creatures like my veins had little worms under them like my hair was growing like werewolf style every time I'd look at my arm and we'd just be like uh, uh, uh. I can't believe you guys just stayed there and we we're stayed, like we didn't know what to do we couldn't walk outside <laughs> yeah and you're like the hospital probably is the safest place it was like things dirty go really with like downhill. fluorescent lights with like junkies everywhere I hate that then finally, as like we're kind of coming down, a, a woman comes and is like calls her name. We're like, oh my god, thank god! And then she's like, you're totally fine. Like just deal with it. <laughs> and she was like, but she was like, go back to your hotel. And we're like, what? And then Philip's mom got a bill in the mail for for the the visit, and he blamed it on me and said I had explosive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> End of story. <laughs> But I never did that many shrooms again. Yeah, that'll no more teach than you. two or three. That'll teach you. Oh my god. Anyways, I wouldn't do that in a body of water either. No, absolutely not. Sorry for the tangent. No, I love the tangent. Oh, here's a question about wish list stuff. Ooh. Hi, Lara, and probably Ed. Moderately attractive gay man here to Midwest standards. Yeah. Hey. Hi. Hey, boy. I'm loving this new babe podcast iteration. I need to tell you that I've been very inspired by you and Ed's Amazon wish list, and I've been thinking of ways to embark on my own wish list journey. I've been so inspired that I even bought Ed a vinyl from his list. And don't worry, Lara. I'm also feeling that imbalance in the universe and will surprise you with something, too. Oh, you love that. Love Which that. vinyl, I wonder? Anyway, I recently moved to Chicago for a new job and have been perusing Grinder and Scruff when I'm a little drunk and or sick of staring at Instagram. Having been on these apps on and off for a couple years now, I've seen all the trolls and I'm not loving it. I don't know if necessarily I want a generous guy to tickle my feet and eat my socks, but I do necessarily know that I would love a diptyque candle, you know? Is it babe or babe of me to casually slip a wishlist link on my Grinder profile? Can a babe truly swap unsolicited asshole pics for unsolicited gifts? Please let me know. Ooh. I say I'm yes to the dress. This. Do it. Do it. You might the thing about the wishlist is you have to put it out there to whoever you can and whatever audience you feel will engage with the wishlist. Wishlist. So like I need to send the wish list to my family for like future reference. And I would encourage my family to send their wish list to me so we can all just start getting each other stuff. But I love the idea. First of all, there are lots of people out there that are horny that get off on buying people stuff. Yeah. And like, I think you should go for it. You never know. You never know. Like a random person could just be like, oh God, I just want a piece of that. Yeah. And just get you a diptyque. I think you should do it and then just see how it goes. They're not, it's not like you. No one's going to come for you. No one's going to come for you. It's not a babe question mark. In fact, it's a power move. You sound hot to me. Yeah. It's a power move. They're not going to know your address. You could even use like just an initial of your name if you feel uncomfortable about them knowing that. But like, if not now, when? Yeah, I say do it. Do it on all of the things, and also, grinder is hyper depressing. And if this can make it a little less depressing, I say all the better because I find grinder to be the biggest troll of all. Because it's like someone's like, "Give me a picture." You send a picture, and they're like, "I want a picture of your upper arm," and you're like, "Ugh, okay." And then they're like, "How about the back of your leg?" And you're like, "What the fuck? How many pictures do you need?" <laughs> I hate that. I just hate grinder. 
It's not yeah. for me. Dating no apps, good sex ever comes from Grinder, in my opinion. Rarely. Dating apps are hard. I like a Tinder hookup. I don't like any of the dating apps, really. I feel like people get like a better Bumble, read on but... you with Tinder, and you can just sign up, feel a little more like ready to go. I'm pro, pro that, especially the travel option. I know it costs a couple extra bucks, but it's great for trips. Plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got some brew emails. Ooh. A lot of people felt compelled to share, and I appreciate. Didn't we also read already some brew stuff in the following up episodes? No. No? Because we didn't. Those were recorded pre-airing. Yeah. Hi, Laura and Ed. You two are basically my dream team, and your friendship gives me so many lols and so much joy. I love a poop conversation, so please keep them coming. Any embarrassment I had about poop was quickly squashed when I was in college and contracted a Clostridium difficile, C. diff infection. Ooh. In case you or the readers have not heard of this demon, it is a bacteria that invades your intestines and bores into your intestines and makes your digestive system basically a running water spout. Oh, my God. I'm talking shitting water diarrhea. Over a hundred times a day. Hundred? It's also a super bug and only one antibiotic in existence works to treat the type I had. It's also a recurrent infection, which I've relapsed twice with, but haven't in over a year. So hopefully I'm in the clear. If I get it again, I'll have to get a fecal transplant where they take poop from a family member, centrifuge it to remove solid components, and then give you a colonoscopy spraying the poop water into your own colon. (laughs) Never heard of a fecal transplant. It's an odd thing on goop that Gwyneth talked about. My family used to fight over who would get to be the donor and whose poop was best in the family. (laughs) That's a good troll from a family member. That's a great family troll. Anyways, my funny slash horrifying poop story was before I was first diagnosed. I was in Canada visiting family and I thought I just had some traveler's diarrhea slash normal diarrhea, but then it got worse. On the flight home, I spent basically the entire flight in the nasty plane bathroom and then the worst thing in the world happened. With all the brewing, my butt fell out of my butt. It prolapsed. I'm talking four inches outside my body. (laughs) I screamed. Opened the bathroom door a bit and yelled, Mom, as she was on the flight. She came over and I told her what happens and she goes, Just push it back in. It was a microbrewery for the ages. Hope I didn't disturb oh, you too much. Your prolapse journey. <laughs> on a plane. My favorite. I had that on the not prolapse, but I had the worst brew on our way to Japan last year, me yeah. and you. Food poisoning. The best is a door opening going, Mom! <laughs> That's what I would do. I love awesome. Just push, push it back, it back in. in. <laughs> that truly is a nightmare. That's I'm sorry crazy. you had to go through it. Oh my God. A water poop is like, <laughs> like every once in a while I welcome it because it sort of feels like you got a, like a colonic or something. Mm-hmm. But if it's a hundred times a day, that sounds terrifying and horrible. And I actually had that on a plane where I was both vomiting and pooping at the same time on the way to Japan after food poisoning with Lara. And like, I was just alternating face, butt into the toilet. It was, and I was like covered in sweat. And then I guess because I was spending so much time with puke and poop, I must've like touched my eye. And then when I landed, I got pink eye. Oh yeah. It was really fun. You had some wild health trolls in Japan. Oh, my God. I also, I once had to get surgery in Hong Kong after a flight. Also, when we were in Japan, a hedgehog brewed on your hand. Oh, yeah. We went to a hedgehog cafe that was kind of a babe because none of the hedgehogs seemed very happy. (laughs) 
It seemed like a lot of depressed hedgehogs. Yeah, I should have known better because a few years earlier I had gone to an owl cafe with <laughs> Alex Hoggood. And that was the darkest place I've ever been in my life. And I regretted it forever. But the hedgehog pamphlet and reviews were like, made it seem like the hedgehogs were just happy. Yeah, but they're really just like trying to sleep. And then you just like touch them and like roll them around. And then one took a shit on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have another brew story. Oh, God. The subject is two brews too many. <laughs> For the love of all things law, please keep this anonymous. <laughs> One, I was on a third date with a guy I really liked and was wearing a cute little backless dress with a thong, and we were out to dinner at a chic Italian restaurant. We hadn't fucked yet, but I was planning on it that night. All was going swimmingly until I felt a grumble in my stomach. Figured, whatever, NBD, probably the olive oil and cheeses, and gambled on what felt like a fart. It was not a fart. (laughs) I'd sharted, a pretty severe shart, and it was very precarious situation with the thong dress moment. I immediately clenched as tight as I could. I can relate to this so hard, except for the thong part. (laughs) Waddled to the restroom, private restrooms, not a full woman's bathroom, thank God, and threw away my underwear in the trash can of the restroom like the true monster I am. That's That's what you have to do. You have to. My friend friend part of his story is that he scraped it out, and I was like, why on earth? (laughs) (laughs) Just throw it away. I wrapped my onions in toilet paper, cleaned myself up, and went back out to continue eating Italian free ball and like nothing had happened. Side note, we fucked that night right after a sexy shower and continued to fuck for several more months until he accidentally left a bloody condom on top of his trash before I came over one night. That was not from me. (laughs) Thinking on it, maybe we deserved each other. (laughs) I think that that's kind of sexy because like the third date you can be like, oh my God, I'm not wearing any undies. And you don't have to tell him about, he'll never know about the shark. No. That's like what exactly what I would have done. Yeah, you're just situation. like, I just decided to. Like, I would have been like, I'm not wearing Is that the end? Let's take a sex, sexy shower. Oh my God. That's not the end. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I was visiting my friends in Portland and went on a full Molly journey to see Bootsy Collins that Friday night. Fun. It was a truly magical experience. The next day, we decided to take a trip up the river to rinse the Bootsy Molly off of us, which was also super fun. There were a few other groups of babes there living, laughing, and lolling, and it was a great day until, again, a stomach grumble, and I knew there was an imminent post-Molly brew a few minutes away, at best, with the closest bathroom 20 minutes away. I consulted with my best friend, and we devised a plan. Cross the other side of the river where the deep, swift water was, <laughs> crouch and release, and come back to the side of the river <laughs> with the people the like nothing had ever happened. Unfortunately for me, I'm on the smaller side of humans, 5'2", and there were rapids in between the people <laughs> side of the river and what would become the shit side, so I... Had to have one of my unfortunately straight male friends guide me over and then guide me back. The entire group ended up knowing what was going on and trolled me within an inch of my life for the rest of the trip and continues to troll me about it to this day. So this episode really resonated with me. (laughs) Loving Ed as your (laughs) co-host. Also, Lara, I too went to therapeutic boarding school. I'm a fellow three and can law with the best of them. My God, I'm down to put up help to put together a babe meetup in NYC if you ever make it out here. Praying for your David Rudolph journey. Wow, I have a twin out there. Yeah, she I can probably show you the means, good side of NYC. I wonder if that means I'm I'm gonna have a river brew in my future since we share a lot of the same. I've often thought about what it would be like <laughs> to shit in an open body of water. 
like a log or liquid. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems kind of wild and like freeing. It seems fun unless it like you're, you're in like a churning ocean. That it floats seems... up and smacks you. Yeah. It, it could go well or it could go very bad. A river sounds good because it's like a current going one direction. I love a river just like washing it away. Yeah. It's just like a, it's like a huge bidet, but that is sucky. That's a shitty thing to have to be trolled for for a while. <laughs> I mean, thank God I didn't see those Colorado kids with the smooth rock for more than like three months after, but I was trolled for those three months. <laughs> Bullied. Oh my God. Brews really resonate because we all do them. Oh, here's a good one. Remember when you asked about like queefing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a, I got some reader mail about that. <laughs> Subject, keep me anon, please God. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Like, you're going to ever, like, out someone for this shit. Like, I'm like, here's your address. In, in Columbia, Ohio. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> She's 5'7", blonde. Look her up on Facebook. Look her up on Facebook. Follow her on Twitter at Thatchtastic. Thatchtastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you queef star with the best of them. Follow her on Facebook hashtag queef Sarah Queefy. Fetch test. I would never expose a brewer or a queefer or a queefer or anyone that wanted to be kept anonymous. I'm here to honor. Okay, so I just listened to the brew episode, and while this is a little different, I feel that I must share my story. I've always been a very self-conscious queefer, and I would love a new name for it that isn't so awful. I know it's immature, but I've looked up queefing extensively and exercises to prevent queefs and sex positions to avoid. The main one is doggy style, which I can't give up because it's my favorite. What a troll. (laughs) That is a troll. It's also mine, but it also... Your favorite position is doggy style? Yeah. Interesting. I like that. But then it also creates a queef journey. I like to ride on top. (laughs) (laughs) I sometimes like a ride, but then I get bored with the ride. I love a ride. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, now you know. The part I hate the most is that they sound like farts, and then you have to decide if you're going to clarify with your partner or continue on risking them thinking that you have a farting problem. Anyways, my boyfriend and I had sex one morning, and he came inside me. I made the epic mistake of not going to the bathroom to clean up, and I rested on the bed while he took a shower. I refer to this process as marinating. Maybe that's (laughs) That's very good. That's what I would think of it. He's re-entered the room like a big child on Christmas morning and sprung up to jump on me. I was lying on my back in bed and he proceeded to land right on my stomach which caused the most outrageous cum-filled queef to release from me. I immediately entered a shame rage spiral and he was stunned and also fascinated. He of course thought that I'd farted he of course thought I'd farted and I had to explain that it was not the case. He thought it was hilarious and I thought it was in my top 10 most traumatizing experiences we've made an agreement that he's never allowed to speak of it and i'm never allowed to talk about his multiple peeing the bed incident oh, Jesus Whoa. Lara, i would love to know what you think of queefing how you handle it 
or if you even care when it happens. First of all, your boyfriend's awesome for laughing and not making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it sounds like I'm jealous of your relationship because it sounds like you guys are lollers together. And that's the most important part. I want to hang. Yeah. And things like that. That's the thing about like relationships is things like that just happen. And you are literally crying. There's tears. I'm crying. You have to be able to just loll about like weird body moments. You have to. Otherwise, like, what are you going to do? I go back to the question though. I I want to know. Don't like queefing. It makes me feel also self conscious when it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also do feel I really do like empathize with feeling the need to clarify because like my worst fear is farting in front of someone or people thinking that I'm like a big old farter, and so I always am like needing to clarify like if a queef happens like i want it to be known but then i also don't want it to be known because i'm insecure about queefs Hmm. it's hard out there i have a lot of like body positivity to get a handle on clearly my mom has no problem farting in front of anybody love that i find it empowering for her but also horrifying for me i don't she'll just be like I'll I'll have like a friend over and be like, what the fuck? But then she'll just be like, anyways, here's the corn and the cob. (laughs) I love her level of confidence in the fart. When you're in your 70s, you're just like, whatevs. Yeah, the older you get, the more you're just like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) so true. I'm really not there yet. No, you're not. I'm like, "Mm." I'm not even like midway there. No. I'm a strict, like, fart in the comfort of my I feel own home pretty comfortable style. with Simon about farting because he's very, he's more comfortable than I am about it. Do you think that's, like, a European thing? I don't know. I don't know if it's a European thing. It might just be that he's just, like, randomly, like, whatever. I farted. And I'll be like, oh, my God, that smells rank. And then I'll just be like, oh, you kept it on the covers. But then we'll just have to loll about it. <laughs> yeah, I can... Maybe a troll fart is funny sometimes. He's like a real like stinker stinker farter and I'm more of like a like loud fart. <laughs> like mine are like very, very like they've got like DBs, you know, like <laughs> they, they can rattle the room, but they often don't have like a crazy smell. Wait, Whereas look. his are just like low key, like, like beep, and then it's like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? It's literally a clear the room situation. I love knowing that about the both of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also want to apologize to one person specifically, and that's a reader named Linda who does not appreciate any of the brew conversation. Does she listen to all of these? She listens to all of them, and she did not like brew talk. <laughs> she thinks we're both better than that. And she's not wrong. But we I had don't to think go- that there's anything wrong with talking about brewing. But we had to go there. And and, I just and it's wanna- resonating with everybody. It's resonating with a lot of people. It doesn't resonate with some people. I respect that. Your mom doesn't that. like it, and that's fine. It's not my mom. Oh, it's a different Linda. It's a different Linda. Oh, I thought it was your mom. No, it's not my mom. And I was like, I, clearly she wouldn't be into it. Oh, she gave you a stern, a reader gave you a stern email about it? No, she just said some feedback. Oh. She didn't appreciate it. <laughs> but we worked it out and we're good. But I felt a need I'm not trying Sorry, to troll Linda. you. I'm not trying to troll you, Linda. Gosh. And it won't should... be every time. No. Anyways, I think that's all for today. Oh wait, we didn't say what our babe of the week is. Should we end with that? Yeah. Because we haven't been doing that. Yeah, we should do a bit we should end with a babe of the week. Alright, no more reader mail then. No more reader mail. So our babe of the week is Burberry. 
I'm pretty sure it's purpose. Yeah, because they recently came out that they burn all their merchandise that they don't sell. I've, that sounded like fake news to me. <laughs> it's not. I saw it. Is it really? Was it on like a legitimate news website? Yeah. I'm positive. And it's so un- rude, I feel like. Donate it to the homeless. Donate it to someone. Anyone. That is burning like valuable leather that like came from an animal. It's like it's so fucked up on so many levels. There it is. Burberry burned thirty five point. What does it say? Thirty six point five million dollars worth oh, of unsold clothes that last is year. Out. Just last year. <laughs> do, do, do you think it's like a tax write off that they can then just be like, well, it's a loss? Like I feel like it's because they don't want the dilution of their brand to like not they will refuse to b- reduce prices. I would rather. That is so insane to me. All that work that goes into making that clothing or bag or whatever, and then being like, well. Light a match. I would rather sell Fuck something off. for like $5 and have the money than like burn it. But it, then they're worried that it'll be like with like unseen. I think it's like kind of a classist thing. Designer do. fashion label. This is from the New York Post. So I mean, do with that what you will. But designer fashion label Burberry burned more than $36.5 million worth of clothes in 2017. It's been reported. The upmarket clothing line famous for its check design has destroyed $65 million worth of products in the past five years. The Times reports. The news comes as insiders claim luxury brands destroy unsold products to prevent them from being sold at discount prices on the gray market to the wrong people. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is, I hate you. On Thursday, Burberry said it strove to act in a responsible manner when disposing of stock, saying there were careful processes in place to minimize the amount of waste. It comes as the Times claimed shareholders were unhappy with the amount of clothes destroyed, with one asking why the unsold products were not offered to the company's private investors at a meeting last week. Good point. (laughs) Or like employees at stores. That's insane. I hate that they said the wrong people. That is code for classist and racist bullshit. Yeah. Burberry, which is valued at $9.6 billion by Forbes, said it took the issue of waste extremely seriously and that it uses <laughs> special incinerators to harness oh, it. I love that they're, they're, they're like, don't worry, no one was harmed in the burning. They're like, don't worry, we burn it very carefully. <laughs> it's not like, don't worry, we're literally generating tons of waste and wasting these clothes. But like, don't worry, we're burning it carefully. So many hours of work, so, like dead animals too, if you think about it, like so fucked up. The company, which is featured famous models including Cara Delevingne, Sienna Miller, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, and Romeo Beckham in its ad campaign said the practice of destroying excess stock was common across the retail industry. I've heard that from other people. Which is just like makes me hate high-end retail. To put the burning into context, you could buy 20,000 of Burberry's notoriously expensive trench coats with the 36.5 million value of the destroyed items. Also, that's like probably 36.5 million like wholesale value that's not even like the store like what they would mark it up to that makes that is, me sick it makes me angry and they are 100 they're babe for they're they're canceled i never buy any of that high-end stuff that's just me uh, louis vuitton has also been named as a brand that burns unsold bags I want to see videos of these burnings. <laughs> so fucking rude. If you're going to burn, you should have a burn party yeah. and like make it known in like an event. Or let people have like a, like a kind of like Hunger Games moment where it's like you have five minutes to run to the center and grab a bag before they all burst in flames. Make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
so wasteful. That's insane to me. I hate that. And I feel like, I bet there's some readers of yours that's worked at a high-end like luxury brand retail store at some point and know about this. I and need I readers this, to weigh in on like, d- what a, what do we all think about the burning? It's rude. And you could just sell sexist, it at discount stores. Racist and classist. Yeah. It they, won't, they don't want to do that. No sales. But then I guess you get a tax. You have to get like some sort of crazy tax break if you end up burning. Like you just claim $36.5 million as a loss. I'm sure. But I don't know how that works. And I don't know how they can't just see through the fact that you destroyed your own product. Why don't you just donate the clothes to like a company that could take the like you could donate it to a company that takes the clothes and like remakes them yeah. or something. And like, yeah, it takes the logo off and then at least like. Ugh. gives them to people that need them that's the a positive thing. babe of the week babe exclamation point is the guy who took a pickaxe to donald trump's star on the hollywood walk of fame yeah and the other babe of the week the babe exclamation the point, point is the guy who bailed him out who was the previous vandal of the trump <laughs> star <laughs> their team i love that yeah Which makes me wonder whether like if i did it with the with the babe readers like bail me out I think you'd have to just depend on the previous vandal. Pre- previous two vandals. Yeah. It's a vandal help. It's a vandal. <laughs> it's a vandal. Game recognized game. Yeah. It just becomes a long chain of vandals that become part of like an inner that circle. That all help each other. Yeah. I love yeah, that. I love it too. That guy's amazing. Um, well, if anything in this episode has resonated with you, please write me reader mail about it. You can get at me at babepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow babe podcast at babe podcast on instagram you can follow ed at e drosty you can yeah. follow me at lars marie and uh, if you feel compelled you know subscribe to this podcast rate it five stars and leave a review tell your friends tell your family tell your friends tell your family share a brew story don't burn any of your old clothes don't burn your old clothes you can always just donate them yes. to goodwill <laughs> so or sell them on ebay there's lots so of so many options, options for, <laughs> burning, for leftover clothing. Burning, you don't. Here's the thing. There's your secret you might not know. You don't have to burn them. I love that they're like we carefully have a special incinerator for it. We are very. I just want you to know that we are very, very careful when it comes to burning the clothes. Nobody was burned in the process of burning thirty six five point five million dollars worth of merchandise. <laughs> Nobody was physically burned. Just the clothing. Just the clothing, which we're careful about. So don't worry. <laughs> so. All right, we we have, if you're a patron, which you can become a patron on patreon.com slash babe podcast, you're going to have an extra bonus episode this month going up in a couple days. So keep a lookout oh, for that. This is the first one that goes public. Oh, you're this is a the public episode, but then, then there's going to be a bonus that's patrons only. Yeah. And there's even a new level of patronage Ooh. that I created, which is the Babe Book Club. That starts in August, and every month I'll be choosing a book that we can read, and then there will be a Google Hangout where we discuss the book. So that's going to be happening. And I was inspired to do that by all the books that I got on the wish list. Love. So think about that. Think about your life. enjoyed your time with me. I've loved my time with you. Thank you for being my guest. I was talking to the readers. If you enjoyed it, my wish list is on the site, and Lara (laughs) will also make it public on her stories and stuff. (laughs) Just one last plug. And and there's one more bonus app that we're going to tape. Yeah. For Patreon only. Mm-hmm. So live, laugh, love.
Bye. Bye. Babe? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.